You are listening to the Effective Statistician Podcast, a weekly podcast with Alexander Schacht and Benjamin Pieske designed to help you reach your potential, lead great science and serve patients without becoming overwhelmed by work. This is episode number 72, how to become a leader in a cross-functional team. Leadership is really important and we talk in this episode about it. But we also have an upcoming webinar on leadership where you can learn even more about it. And theeffectivestatistician.com slash leadership webinar is the place where you can sign up for this webinar. So just go there, tell your colleagues about it and come there. It will be awesome. There was so much great feedback we got from the last webinars that we did about it. And I'm pretty sure you'll get a lot about it. In this episode, we are also talking about leadership. Because leadership is really, really important for you as a statistician to be effective. You need to be good in influencing your um, partners in your teams, whether it's about a better design that you want to do about um, and, you know changes in the analysis plans there's always something that you need to convince people about and here you can learn so much about it so sign up for the leadership webinar listen to this episode and enjoy it this podcast is created in association with PSI global member organization dedicated to leading and promoting best practice and industry initiatives. Join PSI today to further develop your statistical capabilities with access to the video-on-demand content library, free registration to all PSI webinars, and much, much more. The reduced membership fee is just £20 per year for non-high-income countries and £95 for high-income countries. Visit the PSI website at psiweb.org to learn more about PSI activities and become a PSI member today. This show was created in association with PSI. Thanks for listening. Please visit theeffectivestatistician.com to find the show notes and learn more about our podcast to boost your career as a statistician in the health sector. And don't forget to sign up for the webinar. You will learn about lots of the things that we discussed uh, in this episode and, and much, much more. So reach your potential, lead great science and serve patients. Just be an effective statistician. Welcome to another episode of the Effective Statistician. Um, and this time it's again Benjamin and myself. Hi, Benjamin. How are you doing? Hi, Alexander. Well... Yeah, good. Got an interesting topic today, so I'm really curious how we proceed here. Yeah, you know, one of the um, four pillars that we very often talk about in this podcast about leadership, innovation, knowledge, and excellence. Today, it's a topic more about leadership. And, um, you know, it's it's really about leading in these cross-functional teams because you know most of statisticians lead in um, work in teams 
where you know there's not necessarily a defined leader, but it's um, kind of the situations that have you have experts from different functions, and everybody brings their expertise to the table. You know, physician, uh, maybe someone from pharmacology, and uh, someone clinical operations, data manager. Lots of different people that come to the team with uh, different. Uh, expertise and there's not naturally you know a defined leader and um, there is this interesting term not sure whether you heard about it it's called um, uh, nomadic no not nomadic nomadic leadership so it's about that you know the leadership basically is not assigned to a single person, but basically it jumps to the different um, uh, team players um, based on their expertise, based on, you know, how they um, are driving forward the team. All the, the team players are once in a while leading, depending on what they're talking about at the moment or what topic yeah. it is. About. Yeah, what, what the, the topic is. Hmm. And so... You can basically, you know, assume this leadership as a statistician um, uh, when it's about really kind of statistical things. Um, or if there is kind of, if you see a lack of leadership, you know, if things are drifting and drifting and drifting and you're not coming to a point and you think like, well, not everybody is really included in this discussion. There's maybe points missing here or that, you know, there's maybe even people arguing t with each other on a maybe not very um, logical point. Um, so I think there is, lots of potential for statisticians uh, to, to lead because we as statisticians have the ability to structure problems, to understand kind of where is the deeper cause. We have the ability to think rationally and, and logically and kind of uh, divide bigger problems into smaller pieces that we can solve. And we shouldn't see that as something that is easy for everybody because it's not yeah it, yeah yeah you touched a very good point i mean actually i disagree with one one of the points that when, when what you mentioned earlier is that they said that there's you know sometimes there's no leader usually always there's a leader and um in in a way it it may be a natural leader let's say somebody who's uh, just just leading everything that comes on his desk um, and others is sometimes that people are, you know, somebody is calling for this meeting. So having an urgency to do something to get some result. So there's usually what I know in most of the cases, there's somebody who is basically leading or trying to lead. However, what you mentioned at the last point is that I think the, the nature of statisticians mathematicians it's like uh, you know it's just the structural thinking the the way of um, putting problems into into uh, you know combining with logic and structure um, that is that is really something where where I say we we do have an advantage to many other um, areas or other people and therefore uh, it's an advantage for 
for the group as well. If you do take the lead and you support the group um, uh, moving forward. Yeah, I think uh, there is two kinds of leadership. There's so-called assigned leadership and there's emergent leadership. Assigned leadership is basically you have a title, you're the project lead or whatever, you're the, the leader, the assigned leader. Yeah, uh, but by, by your role. And, um, but there's also this emergent leadership that you become a leader because, um, you're asking the right questions. You're having the network. Your people trust you. And, um, that's this, you know, more, let's say actually more natural leader, leadership style where you convince people through your actions, you inspire them and, and they say, you know, follow your direction um, just because they think, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, they, they, they are convinced they, and they are inspired by you. That's, that's more kind of the, the leadership I'm talking about. It's not about talking the, uh, taking the minutes. It's not about talking the most. It's really about, uh, as you said, asking the right questions or giving giving answers and being heard. Yeah, yeah. And where I very often see, you know, that statisticians kind of think they are natural followers. Yeah, so, so they think they, you know, I'm just here to provide my statistical expertise. Um, ever, not surprisingly, I see that especially kind of in more, more junior statisticians that, um, haven't had the chance to develop these kind of uh, leadership skills. Um, but the, I think we need to get out of these kind of, you know, pure following uh, style. I think, you know, following is great and everybody needs to be a good follower because I think you can't be a good leader if you're not also a good follower. Um, but I think seeing these opportunities to step up will create a lot of more job satisfaction and will help you to um, stand out. It will help you to uh, make sure that, you know, when it's time, people listen to you. I think, you know, if, if you're always seen as just the follower, the implementer, and then, you know, there's an important thing, maybe a discussion about, you know, design or, you know, multiplicity or whatsoever, where you really want to make a point, you can't because people just don't see you as a person that, you know, leads and, and takes a position. It's, it's, the, the problem is that you, you've been, you will be seen as a follower. Yeah. Not a leader. So even if you answer a question, that might be a side note. Yeah. And, um, and actually if you, if you just continue to be a follower, I mean, obviously you don't, you don't train yourself to lead. I mean, this is, this is also about how to, how to lead and how, you know, you can't be, um, you shouldn't be satisfied in a role of always following, but need to be, yeah. um, taking, taking the step forward. I mean, it might take time. It's one is more natural there and the other is not, but it might take, uh, it's, it's the next step to really lead, yeah. to be heard. And I think it's also important to kind of train that it's for many of us, it doesn't come natural. 
And so it requires training. And um, like with everything, you know, you need to train in order to kind of be prepared when really important things are coming up. It's kind of, you know, with, with a marathon, you know, you're training and training and training so you can perform when it's time, you know, to perform, to, to run. Yeah. Um, and similar here as, as, you know, as a leader, you need to, um, train and train and train because you don't know when will come the time when you're actually need to lead. Yeah, when stakes are high and, and when, you know, it's really critical for, uh, US statistician to, to step up. So that's, that's, you know, where the analogy with a, uh, marathon is not so good because <laughs> with a marathon usually it's planned when it's coming, but in, in real life, you don't know when it's coming. So, so you need to consist, uh, consistently train for that and, and make small steps, learn. And, um, through that kind of, uh, lead, lead things. But we also want to talk a little bit about, um, what things you can do to actually be better pre prepared to lead. And one thing that I think is really important is, um, that you have a clear goal for the overall project. Best it's in, 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 in a written form. And that it's really clear for you, um, how does success look like, look like for this project? I have seen many, many, uh, kind of projects where people come in and, um, they argue and argue and argue because everybody has a different understanding of what success looks like. Yeah. So, so one person might say, well, the most important thing is we are, uh, Within budget, no matter, no matter what. <laughs> the other person might think, well, the most important thing is we are in time. Or the third person might think, well, I don't care about time and money. We need to develop, you know, come back with a good scientific answer and, you know, money and time we can, you know, negotiate. Um, so, so it's, it's really important to, to have this kind of uh, clear goal. For, for you and um, to check that this is also clear for the others. Yeah, that's that's true, definitely. Yeah, but but I think for for leading in a specific situation, it is also very important to be aware of what success looks like for this meeting mm -hmm. for this yep. very specific task very specific item that is being discussed because um i i've ex experienced it very often and you know just a matter of time it, it happens to me as well is that you get unprepared into a meeting and that's actually the worst that can happen yeah because uh, if you don't if you don't prepare a meeting in this case and don't have um a goal for the meeting I mean, you can't lead. How should you be able to lead? <laughs> so that's why it's not only the project itself. I mean, that's important as well, or like part of the project uh, that, that you know to define the success, but also about a very specific piece of the of the task where you should be leading. And I think that is actually a first nice opportunity to lead, to ask for. You know, it's a simple question when you get into a, a meeting, and you know says pretty unclear for you at least what the you know what a good outcome for the meeting is 
you can ask at the beginning of the meeting before people you know dive into details what success does look like for this meeting you know what do we want to achieve here yeah, and, what's your goal? And, and sometimes you'll be surprised about how different the answers are <laughs> so that is leadership Yeah, so, so it's a it's a good example for that leading is very often not about giving the right answers, but asking the right questions. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's yeah, and also, I mean, um, I was just going to say, well, if you if you you know, you, we talk about success for for um, a meeting or a project, but success isn't defined of what you think it's success. I mean, it's also very important that you know who's in there. So, I mean, we're talking about cross-functional teams. And how can you create situations where, you know, everyone wins mm -hmm. or at least the, the ones that you are working together with or would like to create win-win situations? So what, you know, to understand the different priorities and, and really see um, how can we make it a success? Because even if you're leading and you know what your success or what the success for you would be in, in a meeting or a project, that doesn't mean that it will be a successful project because if everyone else is blocking, you know, you have no ch chance either. So there need to be win-win situations for you and for your functional, fun for the other function. Yeah, absolute. Um, and for that, it's really important to, you know, have an, good relationship with all the different people so you know what their goals are you know you know what their supervisors are constantly asking for them for um know what's on their mind and um if you have that then you can create these win, win situations it's really important to to invest in these situations and you know i think i've talked multiple times about that already um uh with, with gary sullivan we talked about that with julia carter we talked about that so just scroll back in, in your episode and you when you you know step over these um names you can uh Have a look into that. There's also an episode with Julia Carter about um, impactful presenting. That's a different topic, but um, there's lots about uh, these kind of episodes. Have a look into that in terms of uh, building a relationship with people. So winning, creating win-win situations is, of course, the best case scenario in these kind of uh, negotiations. Um, but being a savvy negotiator can also help a lot there's actually quite quite nice trainings about that um with you know different schools of training you know more maybe the, the theoretical logical school since there's another interesting school that is more about the, the let's say emotional uh, so to say in daniel kahneman's word uh, fast thinking Uh, school <laughs> of training, which is quite, quite interesting. It's really about, you know, making sure everybody, um, gets on board, uh, with it. Because if you have these kind of situations where people get sidelined, um, that's usually a, a, a bad outcome. Yeah, it is because these people will be fighting in different ways in the, in the background or whatever to get back on track and uh, with their leadership and so on. So if you, um, so this will at the end fall back, yeah. um, and push, push down the success or, uh, of the, of the project or. Yeah. I, I can vividly remember one situation where I was sitting in a, in a meeting 
Um, and and uh, I was in the study team with with uh, two others, um, a physician and uh, someone from clinical operations. We were not aligned, and uh, so we were kind of arguing and and <laughs> discussing in front of our kind of um, director uh, of how to pursue. And then I made the point: well, well, we can I can do this, but then I can't do these kind of other things. And then the director said, well, these other things are more important. Okay. I won the argument. Guess what happened? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is the worst situation ever. If a team comes into, into a meeting or into a situation where they are fighting about details and they haven't been agreed on this before coming into the same meeting. Yeah. I, I, I won the argument, but I lost the war. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it had quite quite some you know uh backfired quite heavily thereafter so so um yeah yeah yeah, yeah i do know these situations <laughs> so um let's coming back to to this point about you know um leadership is very often about asking the right questions um i need to say i'm personally sometimes not very good at it Because if I think I have the answer, I might kind of, you know, directly jump to it and, you know, blurt it out and <laughs> move on. Um, but, yeah, that's actually not always the most clever things to do. <laughs> No, it's not, and it's also that that the um, it's not very not it's not received very well either um, by the by the listeners or by the ones um, that. that you are, you know, arguing and negotiating with them. That's true. It's if, you know, you have to be thoughtful about what you say, how you say it, and so on. So not just blurt out, but yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, so, and if you tell something, you know, it's better to have that in a conversational tone so people can more easily accept it. Yeah, so, so it doesn't need to be kind of in this authoritarian tone or, you know, top-down tone. Yeah. It's, you know, um, if you, however, want to just make a point and, you know, get that off the table, make a start calm statement and say, okay. Yeah, calm statement is a good one because one of the points really is that you pause. Yeah. Before yeah. You say so yeah. just not blur pause. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, seriously, it's, it's really, it's just, it's just nice. I don't interrupt. Yeah. just, Pause, give it a chance yeah. and then. So if it's, for example, about, um, you, you can speak about, you know, further kind of pushing in terms of multiplicity, you can just say, you know, um, multiplicity is like it is. It's, um, we have solved this problem. Point. Move on. Yeah. So, so that is kind of not telling in an aggressive way. The other thing is, um, sometimes it's really good to stay curious. Because sometimes seen that also in, in meetings where someone, you know, is jumping to a conclusion or jumping to a question before completely understanding the problem. It's, it's, I don't know whether that is because we are so, so much trained to kind of think in solutions that we, you know, very, very fast go to these solutions or why this is the case, but Or maybe it's the urgency to kind of get rid of it and, you know, move on. But I very often see this kind of behavior and 
to be honest. I'm pretty probably kind of uh, doing it myself uh, quite often. It's just jumping to the solution too fast. Yeah, and then also question questions do help to create win-win situations. Yeah. yeah. I mean, with questions, you can also get people involved um, to answer the question where you may have the answer yourself or maybe not exactly yet, but at least you involve the people that you would like to get or in mm. the boat. So, so therefore, this is the easiest way to give the direction to lead but actually to involve the people and give them the feeling that they answered the question and the make, made the conclusion. Yeah, and then it's it's a, their solution. You know, that's the best way you can gain alignment. If, if you think you have the solution and you let the other person come up with the idea. So, so of course, that's not always the case if you speak about kind of really difficult statistical things, but, but, uh, um, and you're talking to a non-statistician, but, but, you know, generally, I think it's a, it's a very, very good way of leadership about, uh, to, to asking questions and giving the direction of this question is one of the yeah. key. Uh, ways of getting people involved and uh, you know agreeing to your idea because they actually yeah. do and these qu questions could be like what if xyz happens or have we thought about uh, this side condition or have we thought about what that person might say this kind of question yeah, yeah. or more, more yeah you know what happens if wouldn't it make sense to do yeah. this so kind of a suggestion into a question. So the answer is yes or no, or, you know, yes, hopefully, because it's a solution or you um, um, uh, we hope it's a solution. So therefore, bring them on board and say, yes, that's the one. So that's mm -hmm. what Well, however, I, I really am a big fan of open-ended questions. That's important. And, of course, what comes together with questions is always, always kind of actively listening. Yeah, so, so, and actively listening is something that is actually much more difficult than I previously thought because, Especially yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you need to kind of really listen to the person and not constantly think about what you want to say next, but really listen. Just listen. Yeah. It's much harder than you would think, you know, um, did you know that the FBI actually usually has couple of people on the phone if they negotiate with, you know, a hostage taker or so whatsoever? They not have just one person mm -hmm. on the line uh, who, who speaks, but they have then several other people that also listen to kind of get everything because listening is so hard. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. So, no, I didn't know, but I, I, well, I thought that from the movies, you know, that, that they're always listening. Everyone is listening in the, in the team. But yeah, no, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So, so it's training, listening, and listening in, in a way that you're actively listening and not just kind of preparing your answer in the, in the head. It's, it's really an art. Yeah. yeah, but this is actually two-folded uh, and both in the positive way, actually, is one. One advantage is, as you said, that it's really, you know, understanding the other person but it's also the other way around if the person talking sees you listening actively listening so really that you're trying to understand what he's saying to understand his maybe background emotions whatsoever um that's a that's mm -hmm. a buy-in 
from your side. So that is that is basically one of the bases to to create these situations where we said win win. So where where um, you know the sympathy is increasing. Uh, you know if you don't know that person that much before, so that you really give them the give that person the chance to say something and to be actively yeah. heard. So it's it's really it's a very important piece. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. And uh, through that, you can, you know, understand their goals, what we discussed before. You can, you know, um, create these win-win situations. And wh when you see then these win-win situations, as a leader, you need to make sure that you can then, then nail it down. I don't know. I very often go, get out of meetings where, you know, in the end, I think, hmm, are we really crystal clear on who does what by when now it's kind of sometimes it's 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 a little bit vague <laughs> i don't know mm. how you think about that yeah no it's i no i agree it's especially because then if you write it down you suddenly have other thoughts and realize maybe you we haven't considered this or you know if you do the minutes of yeah. after it or just set out a summary or whatever um that is that is very very tricky but anyway i mean if you have this question to um to a specific personal topic uh just just pick up the phone and call that person or just talk to him says did i you know just finalize it yeah. afterwards so that's not a not a problem but really do it because if you send out or if you provide information that is incorrect or half the truth um that might be a problem yeah. and i think that's a, that's another point of leadership you know uh, making sure things are crystal clear at the end it's you know following up on the on the actions maybe even you know setting up as you said you know further one-to-ones you know another meeting um and get involved in that um i've, I've seen instances where people you know then took the uh, task to write the minutes and through that actually provided lots of leadership yeah because uh through mm. that then they kind of formulated things in such a way that, that it was crisp and clear for everybody and and, and uh, through that really drove things forward and um, um that's also part of being a leader yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we had an episode about this uh you know going to meetings i don't remember what the name of the episode was or what number but uh, we discussed this already that there's a lot of lot of um activities that that can make a meeting or a particular yeah. meeting uh, to a success if you, if you prepare and also um you know yeah. do the work afterwards minutes and so forth. yeah but but yeah. basically you know for the topic for today it's about these cross-functional um collaborations so it's about you know making sure everybody is clear on the next steps and then following up on the next steps uh holding people accountable for it and yourself you know following up on things that is uh, what makes a good leader okay so um, with that, uh, I think it's clear uh, for you what you can do to become a, a leader in cross-functional uh, meetings. And uh, I hope you didn't get the perception that it's about becoming the AA of the <laughs> of these meetings, the administrative <laughs> assistant. Uh, it's really um, 
much, much more than that. It's, it's about um, asking the right questions. It's about training yourself to, to speak up. It's about taking the opportunities to lead that show up so that when it's really critical, you are prepared to speak up. And uh, through active listening, to asking questions, um, to knowing what's on the mind of the different people, to have good relationships, all these are different things uh, to become a, a leader in cross-functional teams. Benjamin, any any final thoughts? No, I just admire you for your summaries <laughs> at the end. I'm really <laughs> that's that's amazing, Alexander. How you how you just just put this down? Do you take notes? Well, of course, we have our notes for for this podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be able. So I do need to take some leadership on this one. Of like. <laughs> no, seriously, I think this is amazing. No, no, no other okay. thoughts. Excellent. Thanks a lot for listening, guys. Um, talk and to talk to you time. next time.